We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fakui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Hi, this is Robert Fakui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that your purpose combined with a profitable business can lead to community transformation. So welcome to our first podcast, and the main purpose of this one is to kind of give you an, an idea of what this these series of podcasts are going to be. So hopefully this is the first of many, if not hundreds, and who knows, maybe even thousands. And I think by the time we hit thousands, I think somebody else is going to have to take over because my voice is going to be um, worn out. I'm not not used to speaking a lot, but um, you know, be, before we get into um, the topic, and, and and actually, even though this is more of an introductory podcast, I I did want to touch upon a topic, and that is, what does it mean to be purpose-led? Because this podcast is for purpose-led entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you've heard that term um, in, enough that you have tuned in. And so, but what does that really mean to be purpose-led? And and uh, it's interesting that I'm doing this podcast, and I'm actually I was actually requested to host this podcast by Nehemiah Project, and and we'll get into them and who they are a little in a little bit. But I was asked to host this podcast, and. And what's interesting is uh, I'm a part of this mastermind group, uh, the, the leader of which is Kevin Monroe, who also just recently launched his own podcast called The Higher Purpose uh, Podcast. And and he was asking our group one time about um, you know who listens to podcasts because he wanted to recommend some. And uh, I said, I don't listen to podcasts. And I uh, said, I just, for whatever reason, it's just not my thing. Um, so now I get a chuckle because when I not only got asked to host, but I agreed to to do this. Um, I just had to think about Kevin. So when I told Kevin that I'm hosting the podcast, he, he just started laughing, and um, and and so was I. And so I actually, I'm, I'll probably have Kevin as one of my guests in the future as well. But uh, I just want to get that out of the way because it's just funny that I'm I'm doing this. But I'm I'm so privileged uh, and really honored that I was asked by uh, Patrice Sagay, the founder of Nehemiah Project, who, who's really the sponsor of this podcast, um, to ask me to do this. And the reason why he asked me to to do this is uh, because he saw what I was doing with um, entrepreneurs that I've been consulting with. Um, so anyways, so I did want to explore the topic of what it means to be purpose-led, and and I'm going to kind of start to lay what lay out what I feel that means. And hopefully that also lays a great foundation and gives you an idea of where we're headed with this podcast and what the kind of content that you can expect to hear. Um, so I just want to introduce myself a little bit. My name is Robert Fakui. As I introduced myself, I was actually born in Hawaii, on the Big Island of Hawaii, um, in the Hilo Hospital, and, and lived in a little town called Kohala, which I get to go back to this December. Uh, my dad was an Assemblies of God pastor there and pastored a number of churches on the islands uh, until he felt called to um, come out to California, and that's where we moved. I was only nine years old, so I was still relatively young when I, I moved from Hawaii, and so I really did my growing up years really in San Jose, California. Um, that's where I grew up and played sports and Got my went to San Jose State, stayed local as far as for college, and got a marketing degree. Um, then, you know, growing up, I was uh, I was very introverted and, and shy. So, one of the things I found early on that was a great outlet for me was was sports. 
it was something I can do, um, that I could show what I was capable of because I wasn't very outspoken. So, you know, if, especially back then, I mean, I'm, I'm introverted. I'm still introverted, even though my wife would argue with that. But, um, but, you know, I, if I could go into a, a new, a, a new air, a new place with a, a lot of people that I don't know, I mean, I, I can just go stand in the corner and just be fine. Um, so, you know, you won't hear a lot from me, um, unless called upon, but, uh, sports was, was one of my outlets and I, I found success because I was, uh, I was, had a very, a natural gift in sports, even though I wasn't probably physically built for that, especially one of my loves is basketball. But, you know, here I am still only five, five and, and back then, you know, in school, I was always one of the shortest kids in, in school and always really one of the shortest, if not the shortest on the team. But yet I excelled enough that I was always able to, to play well and, and play all the way through high school. Um, I just played about one year in high school, but still through junior high and high school and then also ran track and cross country, um, and won some MVP awards and some other awards. And so that was my outlet. And that's kind of how I got to, to know people was, was through sports. And so, um, you know, that was an area where I, I started to come out of my shell. Sports really allowed me to kind of come out of my shell. Um, and then, you know, after, um, so after high school, like I said, I went to, went to college, got a marketing, marketing degree and got my first job in sales with the Coca-Cola and, um, excelled there. So worked there for a couple of years and then went into the pharmaceutical industry where I spent the, the rest of my, um, employed career in marketing and sales for two very large pharmaceutical companies and won a lot of awards, won a lot of sales awards, leadership awards, um, had, a, had a great experience. And one of the things that um, I take, you know, when I was thinking about launching a consulting career, you know, one, I didn't know what I would do as far as my next career or if I should start a business. And when I was thinking about starting a business, you know, I was thinking, well, what would it be? Because I really didn't know. And I was making lists of all these types of businesses and I just kept crossing everything off my list. And finally, I just decided, well, at least until I figure this out, maybe I should consult. And, um, you know, I spent my whole career in, in marketing and I, I've worked with some great companies and got a lot of great experience and a lot of great success. And so I felt I could bring that into some small, medium sized business. And sure enough, that's when I started doing first, just started helping a couple of friends on the side. And, and then before you know it, I started to charge a little bit. And then next thing I know, I decided, Hey, let's, let's make a career out of this. Um, and so, um, you know, one of the things you know, when I first started, consulting with business when I was when I was even thinking of starting consulting for business I'm thinking well you know I never had a, a business so how can I you know consult but uh, but I knew marketing so I figured out that's at least one thing I could add into to a business but as I started consulting with businesses what I noticed early on uh, when they were asking me for marketing help and wanting to get more customers you know I noticed quickly that there were some fundamental aspects about people's business that wasn't wasn't quite right um, from their pricing strategy to their operations um, to their customer service. Um, there was a number of flaws that I saw need to be fixed before we started to try and bring in more customers. And so one thing led to another. And before you know it, I started doing more general business consulting because um, because of my experience in the corporate background. And even though I didn't have my own business, but when we had, especially in the companies, the size that, that, that I worked with, a lot of times we had a number of, uh, a variety of sales divisions, a number of sales divisions. And each sales division we considered a business unit because each sales division had to operate as its own profitable entity, its own profitable business. And even each product was operated like its own business. 
Um, some of the products that uh, are marketed and, and sold uh, were doing well over a billion dollars a year. So you think about that. I mean, that's a, a large business in itself. So even a, a brand was basically a business within a business. And we had all of the um, fundamentals and the resources that a typical business and, and good-sized corporation would have just for one brand. You know, all the marketing support, of course, and then, of course, finance and human resource, you know, dedicated human resources and legal teams and operation teams and all and all that. So, you know, so that experience, even though I was in sales and marketing, but we operated our division as its own business. And so as I started helping small, medium-sized business, I could also help them with the essential fundamentals of the business that led to increased growth and profitability before we even launched into or, or went into the marketing phase of what they even brought me in for. So that was very rewarding for me to be able to um, help business very quickly and be able to spot some of the things that, um, you know, they just didn't see right in front of them, and mainly because of they, they just didn't have that kind of experience and that background. So um, I loved that and especially loved helping um, small, medium-sized business, family business, because, you know, after all, I mean, they are – they're the engine. They're the engine of the U.S. economy. When you look at the um, the reports, when you're just looking at family business or anything that's classified as a family business, you know they account for 64% of GDP and 62% of all U.S. employment, and then 78% of all new job creation. And so, knowing that they're the heart of and then the engine of this U.S. economy, um, and also seeing how a lot of them struggled and struggled unnecessarily, um, it wasn't because they didn't have a, a good product or service. They all re- normally had a, a very good product and service, but they just didn't un- have the, some of the fundamentals in place. So when you when you change that for them, when you, we can help to um, solidify the foundation of the business, then then they're on their path to profitability. And so it's great because you know these are. These are people you know, you know, these are your neighbors. And, and so, and these are, and started as, as friends of mine. And so I, I quickly found a heart for them and just really wanted to help them. And I knew I could help. Um, I knew it could help. And so, um, I just, uh, you know, last year I just decided to, to hang up my corporate career and, and launch into this full time. And so, and so here I am. And so, um, I'm just I'm having so much uh, so much fun so far. Um, just look, seeing the fruit of of these businesses growing uh, within a matter of um, you know sometimes as short as one month and and you know and 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 forward. Um, so, anyways, here here I am, and here I am um, in front of this mic and and doing a podcast with something I thought I would never do, <laughs> but but uh, anyways, here I am, so I'm going to try and have a lot of fun with it, and and so forgive me if I don't sound too polished and, and make some, and fumble with my words occasionally, but, um, you know, this is all new to me, so I, I, I'm sure I'll get better as we go along, but uh, just, so forgive me uh, up front. Uh, so, what I, I want, wanted to say as well right now is to introduce who Nehemiah Project is, because as I said earlier, uh, they are the um, sponsors of this podcast. They're the ones that asked me to to host this, and the founder, Patrice Sagay, actually comes from Cameroon, and it's not a cookie, but no, it's actually a country in Africa, um, but he's got an interesting story, and actually, I'm probably going gonna to interview him in the next podcast, um, so you kind of get a sense of you know, who, who they are, and as far as you know why we're even doing this podcast, but um, Patrice uh, came from Cameroon. Um, basically, I think he was a, a prom child back home, so his mom sent him to live with his uncle, I believe it was, and um, to, to kind of whip him into shape, so to speak. And, and uh, long story short, I'll let him tell the story, but 
um, certainly he did get, he did get whipped in shape and he was, he became an entrepreneur because he came from an entrepreneurial background, an entrepreneurial family, uh, that did very well in, in Cameroon. Um, and then he, uh, over time he founded, uh, Nehemiah Project, which is a, uh, which, uh, he created a faith-based curriculum for entrepreneurs to show, uh, show business owners how to do business the right way, um, based on godly principles, based on biblical principles. Now, you know, whether you're a Christian or not is, is irrelevant, but appreciate the fact that when you do business based on biblical principles, you're trying to be the best you. You're trying to be the best entrepreneur as possible so that you don't hurt people as you're making a profit, but you're actually helping and empowering people as you're making a profit. So it's not about just making the, you know, Patting the bottom line so you make a good, uh, a good living and get a nice house and all that. But it's also to be mindful of helping people along the way. And it's to make an impact into people's lives, no matter, no matter who they are, from the customers for sure, to the employees, to your vendors, um, to the community. And so that's the, that's what, that was his purpose of developing this curriculum. And so, um, and I got involved with, with them and I'm actually serving their board. But, um, and so, you know, you'll, you'll enjoy hearing from him. And so that's a little bit about me and my project. Well, this curriculum also is, is used and licensed out in 15 countries. So it's not here just, it's not just here in the U.S., but it's in 15 countries like Ukraine and Russia and, and Mexico and Australia and Malaysia and, uh, different countries in Africa, South Africa, Kenya, um, Cameroon, of course, Congo, um, France. Uh, I believe England as well, and, and I think the list goes on, but there's 15 in, in all and, and growing. The list is growing. And so it's an amazing thing to see um, this curriculum taken off. So I'm honored that uh, Patrice asked me to um, to host this. So let's get in a little bit more into this the topic or the, t- the title of, of today's podcast is why be purpose-led or what is purpose-led? Um, so one of the reasons to be purpose-led in business is number one is to just have greater fulfillment. I think everyone, no matter who you are, Christian or not, um, doesn't matter. I think we all want to have fulfillment in what we do. Uh, even if you're not a business owner, but when you're, you're employed somewhere, you're going to school, you want to know you're doing something of good and something of value. You want to have greater fulfillment. So when you think about your business, you got to start wondering, is like, what's more than just making money? So to start with, I think you got to go back to the fundamentals of what business is all about anyway. It's number one, it's, it's solving someone's problem. So the reason why business, you have a business is because you found some type of solution to a person's problem. And in, in, in giving that, offering that solution for trade or, or and for money, um, you make that person's life just a little bit better. Um, sometimes in a large way and sometimes in a small way and sometimes in just kind of a very superficial way. But for whatever reason, it makes their life a little bit better at that moment. Um, it could be as major as offering clean water. And there's definitely lots of countries in the world that don't have clean water still. Um, getting better, higher quality, faster transportation, um, providing better communication, uh, better food, nutritious food. Um, providing entertainment just in a restaurant or a movie just to refresh us, um, whatever the case may be. But you're, you're providing some type of solution to make someone's life just a little bit better. So that's what business really is about and how it kind of started is really about solving a solution and ultimately making your customers' lives a, a little bit better in sm- some small way or, or even a large way. 
but over time, business has simply become known as a way just to make a living and, and make a profit. And sometimes, especially with the larger businesses, large corporations, um, they get known for putting profit over people. I mean, of course, the, the ones that make the headlines are usually the large corporations, but even sometimes a smaller business and medium-sized business also act in that way where they feel they have to step over people in order to make a profit. Well, we want to redeem that through this, this podcast and, and bring it back to what business is supposed to be about, and that's to make lives better. And so we want to put people over profit, not profit over people, right? So that's, we gotta, we gotta get the, the math right a little bit here. So that's what we want to do with this, this podcast. And if done correctly, you know, you can positively impact people's lives and make a profit too. In fact, my belief, and I've seen it, firsthand, even the companies I've worked with um, and worked for, that when you're led by purpose and when you're led by making people's lives better, the profit becomes kind of almost like a side effect or it's just an outcome of a natural outcome of really putting people first and being purpose-driven. In fact, my purpose is driven by a simple formula, and that is purpose plus profit equals transformation. So if the business community can really get this and grasp this, um, this would be great. So if they can really rally together and be driven by purpose while still making a profit, they could see community transformation, um, which I believe transformation will be a byproduct of being purpose-led. So what do I mean by that? So let me, instead of trying to explain it, decipher it, um, you know, summarize it, whatever, uh, I'll try and kind of give somewhat of an illustration by by what I mean, and which I feel is, will serve um serve in helping you understand what this podcast is going to be about moving forward. So one of your main purpose in business is to provide a great product and service to your customers, because without them, obviously you have no business, right? If you have no customers that are going to buy your product and service, then obviously you're, you're going to be out of business pretty quick. Um, and you want to provide the best solution possible and continually improve upon it and then take care of them even after the sale, not just to get the sale, but even after the sale, so that you can get repeat business. So in other words, developing relationships with your customers before the sale, during the sale, and even after a sale. You know, if you really develop an authentic relationship, you're going to get a customer for a lifetime. And in providing the best working conditions for your employees, you know, they'll be happier, more fulfilled, and be great ambassadors for your business. So working conditions like, you know, a better than average wage, uh, great working conditions, um, being acknowledged for the things they do well, not just being penalized for what they what they don't do well. Um, but when you're doing right by your employees, you're going to get the best talent and you're going to attract and retain the best talent. Uh, and they'll be happier and better fulfilled. And then paying your vendors on time, doing the, doing right by them, you know, you'll be amazed what kind of re- referral source they will be uh, to other people other customers, even to other businesses when you take care of them. And then be intentional of having time for your family. You know, your family is, is so important. I mean, they're your support system. Um, and, and too many times on, I see entrepreneurs working day and night. They feel that that's the only way to, to get the business going and to, for the business to do well and be profitable. Um, but, and the reality is when you set your team up right in your, in your company, in your business, um, you don't have to be there as as much as you think. You just need to trust that you've hired and trained the right people, um, and so you can have time with your with your family because they're your support system, and and you'll be surprised um, how 
important they are to your success because when your family life is good, um, then your business life is going to be good because if you're if you got a, a fractured family life and you're, you're going to be unhappy at home, you're going to bring that right into the business, which means you're going to take it out on your employees. And so having time for your family and having a good family, having good family relationships is so important because then you bring that same type of happiness and support into your, your, your business. And then giving back to the community that supports you. It'll be uncanny how they, will give back to you in, in ways other than just sales. In other ways, just, just buying the products and services that you sell. But uh, for example, when you're su- visually, you're supportive in the community and with the city, um, you'll be amazed like some, maybe those, that permit you've been waiting for approval to make that addition to your, your building or to, to get some more parking or whatever. You, you may be surprised at how fast that gets done uh, when you're supporting the community. You'll be surprised how they give back to you in ways other than just uh, financial. And collectively, if you're leading your business with purpose, and those are some of the examples of what I mean by leading with purpose, is, is doing well by people and on, on all the people that are involved or have a touch point with your business. When you're leading your business with purpose, it'll generate much more higher rate of customer satisfaction um, that will take care of the revenue side, but an even larger fulfillment of the lives you touch directly and indirectly. Your business is going to be successful because you're doing right by people, and it's not just your customers. Um, and when you're successful, others will want to copy your model. Other other businesses in your industry or just the business around you, because you know we're a copycat society, so when we see success, we want to copy that. So when we model success and what that looks like and they copy that, you know, there are going to be people that you don't do business with or you don't have any direct contact with, but they'll be positively impact because of their relation to the business that's copying what you do. You know, the Ford Motor Company did this, you know, back in the, the turn of the century, you know, Henry Ford wanted to, to build a car that was affordable enough that even the assembly line work, his assembly line workers could afford. So he totally revolutionized the production line. And so much so that it reduced the production of a car from the typical five days to just barely over a day. Um, so imagine the labor costs that saves and the increase in capacity that they could, you know, that they could, they could do. So they could build a lot more cars in the same period of time as their competitors and a lot less and a lot lower cost per car, which allowed him to not only lower the price so that his assembly line workers could afford it, but he still had margin to increase the wages that was twice the industry average. So there's a lot of other positive impacts that came out of it. But when you just look at the the labor part, the wage part, because certainly that's a a big topic right now is raising the minimum wage, right? No matter where you are in the country, there, there's a federal, um, there's there's a, some federal um, issues that are coming down the line that they might talk about raising the, the minimum wage on a federal level as well as at the local level. Um, but this is a, a company that just did on its own because one, when he hired, he raised the wages of his employees, he was able to attract the best talent, and so. Who suffered from that was, well, his competition, because these are obviously people that were skilled on the production line, which means they had to come from somewhere, and most of it came from his competition. So, which meant that the competition had to start to copy that that model. Um, they they felt they had to be pressured, or they were pressured into increasing their wages, so they can try and retain, um, you know, as good a talent as a, as Ford was. So there was this ripple effect. Uh, just just talking about the wage aspect, 
there's this ripple effect when when Ford was successful and increasing wages, attracting the best talent, keeping the best talent. You know, the rest of the industry had to had to compete at some level, and so other you know other employees at the at even their competitors benefited from what Ford was doing. So that's that's a small example of what being purpose led does and what transformation looks like. It's something that is an outcome for being, staying true to your purpose and being profitable. And then the transformation, you know, in, in Ford's case, you know, when, when the competition copied his wage increase, that was transformation because that was something out of his control. He couldn't tell, and he certainly don't want to tell his competitors to go raise the price, raise their wages so that they can attract better employees. That's just something that they did. So that was beyond his control. So when I say purpose, uh, plus profit equals transformation. The transformation part is just something that's out of control. But when you lead by purpose and you're profitable, these are some of the things that can happen. So what can you expect in the future podcasts? Well, I like to call it tips and tricks. So we'll probably have some ticks and tricks of how to be purpose-led and be profitable. Uh, try to be as very practical as possible. As you'll get to know me, I'm very practical. I don't like to just teach and talk about the theology of and, and the theories of, of business. I mean, pur- purpose-led, but actually giving you some some real meat and sort of very practical tips, some things you can actually take into your business right after you hear the podcast. So it'll be a, kind of a mix of interviews with entrepreneurs, consultants, coaches, heads of business that are doing this, this exact same thing. Um, maybe infuse some case studies from my, you know, just from my own uh, consulting uh, history, as well as case studies from others that we borrow, I might see something on the internet that that's intriguing. Um, and then maybe some short teachings here and there. And then questions from the audience. I think it'll be great if uh, if you want to hear some um, business topics or you have a question about your business or a business issue or challenge that you're facing, uh, feel free to, to send those in. Um, ultimately, you know, this podcast is going to be driven by you, the listener. Um, because without you, obviously, there's no reason for me to do this. And, um, you know, we want to provide something of value to you, which means you're going to have to give us some feedback. You're going to have to give me some feedback so we can adjust. Because um, I have a plan of um, some topics and some people we can bring in and things to talk about. Um, but ultimately, um, I need to hear from you so that we can make sure we provide you a podcast that is valuable to you. So you can uh, either send me an email um, at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's uh, i61 is the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com. Or you can join the Purpose and Profitability Facebook group that I just put up. So go ahead and look for that in uh, Facebook, Purpose and Profitability, and uh, join that. And you can always submit your your questions, your comments, and suggestions right right on that. Um, so um, I really enjoyed this first podcast. I, I, hopefully I got a little bit better as we went along as far as me speaking and not fumbling over too many words. But um, it, was, it was a lot of fun doing this, and I look forward to, to many more broadcasts. Um, so tune in next week as I interview the founder and chief servant officer of Nehemiah Project, Patrice Segay. And thank you for listening. This is Robert Fukui. And remember, purpose plus profitability equals transformation. Take care now. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.